You can either frame your past and be a victim um, and stay in the gap, or you can frame your past as it happened for me, not to me, and stay in the game. Welcome to the Fearless Happiness Podcast, where we showcase phenomenal individuals who have overcome serious traumas, life obstacles, and challenges to find their own path to fearless happiness. Listen as Max Naist invites guests from all around the world to share their experiences and spread strength, hope, and faith. This is the Fearless Happiness Podcast, and this is Max Naist. All right. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in this world, everybody. Again, this is Max from the Fearless Happiness Podcast, and I have another amazing guest today. Uh, So what I like to do, Sean, is have you introduce yourself to my audience, tell them Let them know who you are, what it is you do, and we're going to rock and roll. Awesome, dude. Thanks for having me, Max. Yeah, my name is Sean Hatzel. Uh, They call me the Rip Grandpa. And, you know, I've been in the industry fitness-wise since 1998. And uh, we can kind of talk more about that. But that was the year that I discovered that fitness is the gateway drug to reaching our full potential in every area of life. And uh, that particular gateway drug on that particular moment in my life in 1998 led to where I am today. So since that time, I've used fitness not only to enhance every area of my life, but uh, grow a dream business, uh, you know, several different journeys. But, you know, here we are. Uh, I was doing the math today, actually. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's been 25 years. Wow. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so there's so a lot of stuff that happened because of fitness and sitting here today, I can honestly say if there was one thing in my life outside of my relationship with God, um, that makes me the man I am today, it's fitness. I love it. I love it. So let's share, um, go back, you know, and what got you into fitness? Was there, what kind of challenges did you face growing up for like me? I, I gotta be honest, right? I'm, I had the short man's attitude. So I always, right. you know what I mean? I wanted to be if I was going to be short, I was going to be fast and I was going to be strong. And if you're bigger, I'm going to go after you anyway, even if I got my butt kicked because I was going to. But, you know, that's just it's what helped me play sports. Right. And not be afraid was just that that mental attitude and and how you feel after you got a good workout in. You know, you might be tired, but, you know, you feel good. So tell the audience, Sean, um, like what were some of those challenges that you faced early on that got you into fitness? You know, it's funny. Um, I have a brother that's four years older than me. And when I got into high school, he kind of left these huge footsteps to follow in as a football player. Uh, he played both ways and he had uh, a full ride to several Division two colleges. He never took any of them. He made a decision just to go to a different college. But um, it really left uh, this identity print that I felt like I had to follow. And then I met a mentor uh, when I was a freshman in high school and he was my basketball coach and I was terrible at basketball. And I'm just like, well, I'm just going to be my brother. I'm going to be the football player. But I was small. You know, I didn't know very skinny. I didn't have the size my brother had. I didn't have the genetics yet. He hit puberty way before I did. I was one of those guys, the last guy to have hair on my balls, you know, one of those guys. Right. So, (laughs) right. And and my, and he told me, he was like, dude, you, you don't have to follow in your brother's footsteps. Like you think you do, but you don't have to. And so it forced me to kind of create my own identity through high school. And I kind of drifted off and became a skateboarder. 
and kind of went into that world. And back then it was much different. Um, you know, it was more of like a punk rock scene back then, but it gave me my identity and it kind of separated me from my brother. And what was interesting that I still played football, um, but I was just never really good at it. And then my senior year, I broke my arm skateboarding on my half pipe in my backyard. And so oh, I couldn't man. play football my senior year. And so I watched the football team go nine and oh, why I had a cast on my arm. But every night in the driveway, I would shovel off the snow during football season because I live, I live here in Michigan and I would play basketball left handed. Now, keep in mind, I rode the pine every year in basketball. But when I got off that cast, I had two right hands. Nice. And all of a sudden, the very first practice, the whole, all the start, all five starters was like, dude, what did you do? Like, well, football season was going on, man. Like, you're like 10 times better than you were. And I'm like, I don't know. I just played basketball left-handed in the driveway, you know? Right. And so I ended up starting 15 out of 20 games. And that kind of gave me my own identity. Now, fast forward beyond high school, I, I had a missing void in my life. And I kind of took to weight training after high school just because I didn't have sports anymore. So that's kind of right. like my story through high school. Right. So you get into weight training then, right? Yeah. Because as we know, like fitness, you either love it or you hate it, you know? And um, one thing that my wife and I committed to at the end of the last year, right? We weren't going to wait till January and make a New Year's resolution. We were going to start. We started about, I believe it was August or September of last year. We're just said, we're going to start being healthier, right? Like working out. Because we got, you know, her, well, all together, I have 10 two for my son, but all, and her eight, right? So we like, we don't want to be those grandparents that just sit around and, and watch the kids play, right? We want to actually play with them. And, you know, as you know, like you go to sports, sometimes the, the, the fields are like way across, right? And I didn't want to be, we didn't want to be those, you know, the ones like, man, I'm, we'll come back later. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we, we made this commitment to each other and we've been hitting the gym every morning at 630, right? And getting a good hour workout in, and just, you know, I didn't want to let my back surgery stop me. I didn't want to use that as an excuse. Right. So like, I, I'm, it's weird. I'm trying to find, like you said, you found your identity. I'm trying to find a new identity as a grandpa now. Right. I don't want to be, I don't want to be that, uh, what do they call it? The armchair grandpa, right. Where you got to call the, Hey, can you go grab that, uh, the remote for me or turn the channel for me? Right. Cause it sounds like you grew up in the age I did. That's, in, in, you know, the punk rock era, skateboarding, you know, the surf punks. And that's where I grew up, right? Back in the 80s. And I've always been active. So, right. But like I was telling you, I have short man's attitude when I was growing up. And I had to find my identity. And, um, and I remember, you know, my coach telling me my senior year, you're small. You probably won't be starting for me. I was small and, 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 uh, kind of slow at the time. And I said, that was the only, that was the motivation I needed. Right. And I'm sure you understand this. Right. And I said, okay, watch me. Right. So I right. ended up packing like 30 pounds on over the summer, increasing my 40 uh, yard dash speed and ended up starting for him. But was I, uh, you know, going to go on to college and play Well, in California where I grew up, there were some big boys. So I always like, I always felt like the little bush amongst the big old redwoods, right? When I was on the field going, right. You know, so back to you. Um, and I know I was getting off a tangent there, but like those challenges, like 
So you took advantage, and I love that. You took advantage of your time off. You didn't let your broken arm stop you. You just learned how to do with your other hand, you know? Which- I, think it, I think that, that that lesson alone, you know, you not only do you realize uh, what persistency does, it builds your confidence. Um, you know, something that I didn't even expect to happen actually happened. Like, you know, you know, just out of getting a broken arm and it goes back to adversity, right? We think like, I thought it was the end of the world because we went nine to know that year in football and I didn't get to play, you know, right. and I, you know, I had this thing of like, oh, I need to kind of like follow my brother's footsteps, but I broke my arm and then, uh, you know, God always has a plan hidden. There's a gift hidden inside every adversity. So I think that that taught me that to embrace adversity. And that's kind of what happened with when I got out of high school and started lifting weights, what ultimately happened for me, it was just a replacement of sports that I was bored. And it was just like, I was just like the nine to fiver blue collar guy um, and lifted weights. Well, then I got my girlfriend pregnant and she was only 17 and I was 20. Okay. And when she was born, uh, they kept her from me and wouldn't let me see her for off and on for like the first five years of her life. And it was ripping my soul apart. And so I leaned on the weight room as much as I could because I kind of needed an anchor in my life. And then one day I was at a grocery store and I was checking out and I was looking at magazines. And of course, this is back when people read magazines. Right. Uh, <laughs> 19, 1998, right? right. And, I, and, I, and I stumbled across this contest by Bill Phillips called Body for Life. And I read a story about a father who was struggling with his uh, kids and getting custody of his kids. And I was going through a custody battle myself at the same time. And it resonated with me and he stopped eating shit food and he got his act together, joined this contest and he became a new man. And so it inspired me to enter the contest. And 90 days later, out of 22,000 uh, finishers in that contest, I was first runner up grand champion in that contest. And so I always tell people that like, you know, I lost 20 pounds of belly fat. I gained five pounds of muscle. And if you look at the transformation, it's ridiculous. Like I look amazing, but the new body was really just a reflection of everything else that happened in my life. Because at the end of that contest, I had joint legal custody rights of my daughter. Uh, I had paid off all like the bad debt that I had. I had mended all these broken relationships. I landed a modeling contract. I appeared on ESPN. I got a supplement deal with the company. And I realized, I'm like, that's what I realized. Fitness is the gateway drug to every area of your life. And of course that it was, it was ironically, it was that journey that actually brought to me back to my relationship with God at the same time. So I, to me, it was a spiritual journey as well. And so at the end of that contest, it was a catalyst into the industry. So that's kind of how I got in the industry, brother. But I, I love that, right? Cause you could have easily went the other way. And what I mean by that Oh, dude, I was dealing with LSD when I entered the contest. Like I was like, literally, that was my extra money. Like I was like, I would literally, I would drive to Ann Arbor from Bertrand, a little hillbilly town in Michigan. I would drive to Ann Arbor and I'd pick up like sheets of acid that had a crucifixion of Jesus Christ on them. I'd, I'd drive them to a farmhouse in Burt, Michigan, and I'd right. sell them to these farmers and I'd make like a grand every weekend selling drugs. So like literally that contest took me away from all those people. Like by the end of that contest, I stopped hanging around all those people that I was partying with and doing all those drugs with. Like you said, I could have went down that path and stayed down that path, but fitness brought me out of it. And that's awesome, right? Because we know that path is a slippery slope, right? Yeah. You could have been just the dealer, right? But eventually you like, like most people I know, because I have a history of addiction, right? I just celebrated 20 years last year of being clean and sober. 
we know that, you know, I know a lot of people that start out like that, but then they start, oh, I'm going to try this, right? And before you know, they're hooked and they're in. So, I mean, my hat's off to you uh, that you didn't let that hook you and keep you in there because that is such a bad lifestyle, right? Like, I know, like, I still, I'm still suffering from consequences of those decisions of doing, you know, drugs and alcohol back then. And, but I feel better now at 55 than I did at like 30 something, you know, when I was getting clean and sober, it's like, it's, you're right. It's, it's now my new gateway drug of having a better life. Right. Cause if you follow anybody, like a lot of these, like the Andy Frisellas, uh, Ed Milet, right. Those guys, right. Fitness is always one of the things they tell you you need to be working on, right? And then family, finances, and have God in your life. I always call it the five Fs, right? Yeah. So you have faith, faith family, yeah. finances, fitness, future, your five Fs. Yep. And that's so cool, Sean, because most of them, that's what they talk about, right? And And it's good for me that I'm connecting with guys like yourself that are not only walking the walk but you're talking the talk and you're you're doing it and you're showing people it doesn't matter what age right that you can be successful so so you're going through this uh custody battle you do this contest you you win right and it's funny how god steps in and says i'm going to reward you for all the hard work you did right and then that's probably when the light went on in your eyes and your head right like this is a better way to go right so I mean, and that sucks as a father, you know, to have your child kept from you. Um, I mean, mine had a good reason uh, because I was doing, you know, I was in my addiction and I didn't really care after a while. Um, But I've been back now over 20 years. So how did you, because that's such a tough, like, I I don't want to say details, but like when they held your daughter from you, like, how did you get through that? What were some of the things that you did besides working out, right? Like, were you starting your faith back then like god please yeah. help me um, definitely leaning into my faith more um that's when i found a not, my first non-denominational church um that i went to so it was the first time ever i was raised as a catholic i have nothing against the catholic religion but it never taught me how to have a relationship with my maker um and so you know again it becomes a spiritual journey as well and i think it becomes a holistic journey in general whether you're a believer or not you know um right. you know you know it is like you can you reap what you sow. I mean, that's the reality of it, right? That's um, true. You know, I don't care if you believe or you don't believe. And so, yeah, for me, um, I found out that, and, and I think this is a secret to life for all people, is that I found out what was worthy of my total focus. Something that I would never get tired of, something I would never get sick of. Uh, and to this day, 25 years later, I'm still just as passionate about learning about the human body and fitness um, and the spiritual, the mental, the physical journey that it takes you through. And I still consider to this day, the most powerful gateway drug that I have in my life to be a better person. But it's true though, right? Cause you do work on all those when you're, you're trying to be the best physically, yeah. emotionally, mentally, right. And spiritually, it's funny how, because it was when I got sober, my sponsor and, and some of my mentors were like, go work out Max. Like, especially yeah. if I'm tell- I'm depressed, I don't want to do anything. They were like, go get off your butt and go to the gym or go go for a walk, right? But I wasn't connecting the dots back then, right? Because I was too into myself, like, poor me. Like, don't tell me to go do something. I don't see you doing it kind of thing, right? Yeah. But some of my mentors were in very great shape, and I didn't connect it 
until I went through a depression and understood that I need to do something about this. Yes, I had to like get my brain chemistry right, but I'm no longer on the medication. But with the medication and exercise, I noticed that I was always in a better mood. And as long as I was keeping my body moving, right, I wasn't like into it like I am now. But if I went to the gym a few times a week or I went on a walk and did something, I always noticed that, you know, because I'm a 12 stepper, right? And I always noticed that when I was healthier, I felt more connected to that power, which I call God, like yourself. Like I knew something bigger than me was keeping me around for a reason because I could tell you stories where I shouldn't even be here. So, um, so as you're going through that, right. Cause that's gotta be tough. So you're out of high school, you've won this contest again. And like I said, you, you got your daughter back, you have joint custody. So as you're starting to get older, how did you know, like, like what form of the fitness did you want to be a bodybuilder or just all around over just a better fit person to help other people learn about their body and how the body works and nutrition and all that stuff. Well, obviously because of the way that it impacted every area of my life in a positive way, the first thing I wanted to do was share that with others. Right. So okay. I, uh, I opened up a personal training studio in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I scaled that to number eight in the world out of like uh, 380 franchises. Um, and, and we were crushing it, reaching all kinds of people. But at the end of the day, um, I knew I could reach more people online. So I sold the studios. Um, and during that process, my wife was uh, diagnosed with colorectal cancer and it forced her into early menopause. And so I quickly discovered the role of hormones and what they play on the metabolism and the role in losing weight, body composition, the whole nine. And so after I sold the studio, the doctors who we sold it to never really paid us. They, I had to take them to court and got in an ugly lawsuit. And long story short, you know, I ended up living off my wife's inheritance literally for like three years trying to make my online business work while she survived through this cancer journey. And out of that adversity of starting my online business, her cancer journey is what allowed me to create something that I call my three-step hormone reset solution. And it's kind of like the mechanism in my USP that I use to this day. And we've sold over $15 million worth of ebook courses just based on her story and that philosophy over the last 15 years. Um, and so that allowed us to obviously reach, I mean, I probably you know have had over a million customers over the last 15 years selling my ebook courses based on the three-step hormone reset solution. So that's kind of like the long story made short. But um, through that journey, you know, um, it was interesting because, you know, when she got the cancer, praise God, we caught it early enough, but you you view it as like, this is like a the end of the world. But right. then, you know, five years later, we're like making all this money from it and providing for our family and transforming all these other people's lives across the globe all because of an adversity that happened in her life. So it's kind of like going back to my broken arm, right? Right. You know, we, you know, we all like, it's going to happen. Like to sit here and think that, you know, you're not going to get punched in the face. I got news for you. You're going to get punched in the face. It's like, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to let it like take you down? Are you going to let it define you in a positive way? And so I think that that's really the lesson here is like, you know, taking those adversities and making something from it. And so, you know, that's for the last 15 years, 
um, my company, Gatlin After 40, that's what we've done is we sold eBooks. Um, I catered into the supplement industry for a little bit. And now I do, I'm just exclusively doing high ticket coaching for executive men um, and entrepreneurs at this point in my career, right. because I've spent my career like, you know, selling to other women. Now, what I've discovered over the last 10 years as an entrepreneur, Max, is that I see a lot of guys that are very successful in every area of their life but they see a soft ass weak man when they look in the mirror. Yeah. And they're putting in the time and they're putting in the effort, but they're doing all the wrong shit to get there. And so I've identified this over the last 10 years as I traveled to masterminds and conferences, you know, I've been a C-level executive for two nine figure health companies in the last six years. And so I've seen all these elite guys and literally they'll be 10, 15 years younger than me. And they're always coming up to me like, dude, what is your secret? How do you stay so lean? Like, you know, I see you eating carbs and you're having your wine and like you're enjoying yourself. And mm. so I, you know, I took my three-step hormone reset framework for my wife's story and I created a new program for men and to teach them how to be a seven, eight, nine, not only in their business life, but with their body. Because I know when they do that, now they're going to become not only better in their business, they're going to become better fathers. They're going to become, you know, stronger Christians. They're going to become better in every other area of their life. Right. And that's awesome. And thank you for sharing that, right? Through in it, an awesome, not a, an awful challenge, excuse me, almost a Freudian slip there. Through an <laughs> awful challenge of your wife getting cancer, you turned that into a positive, right? And you were basically telling me, my audience and I, right, that you were starting your entrepreneurial journey because we know being an entrepreneur is not for the faint of heart because you said it, you're going to get punched in the face because that always reminds me of that famous Mike Tyson quote, right? right you always yeah. have a plan until you, until get, punched you get punched in the punched face, in the face. <laughs> right? And and what and you got punched in the face and, and you know, thank God that your wife got through that and, and you use that as a positive and you know, she's healthy now, your family's healthy and you're just, and you're successful, you know, and this is what I want the audience to understand. So you heard him, everybody. He didn't let that challenge get to him. And I, I don't like to say problems, right? Cause there's too many problems in the world, but like stuff like that, it's a challenge and, and you hit it head on, you and your wife got through it together and now your family's thriving. And that's what I like to bring guests like you on here to show up my audience, right? Like stuff's going to happen. But you face it, you come up with a plan, you execute the plan, and and things get better, right? It's when we give up, don't you think, Sean? It's like when we go, oh, I give up. That's just, and then it just kind of snowballs from there. But if I know for me, like with addiction and and other things in my, you know, losing family members, I've learned from guys like you that I'm not going to let that stop me. It's not going to define me in a bad way but it's going to define me in a good way because I'm going to get through it. And then I'll be able to teach people or show people that you can get through stuff like that. Right. Yeah. I think it's too, I think it's really important to the way you frame your past. Um, you know, uh, you obviously have quite a past and I'm sure you have plenty of podcasts where you're sharing your own story and your journey. And you probably have similar stories that I have. Um, but you can either frame your past and be a victim um, and stay in the gap or you can frame your past as it happened for me, not to me, and yes. and stay in the game, right? And, and understand that you know, like it's it's made me a better person, and you know, it, like it led to X, Y, and Z, like my wife's cancer story, like my broken arm, you know. Right. So mm -hmm. we're all it's you know, 
it's not gonna it's, it's not a matter of if right we're all gonna go through it so. absolutely and that's funny you mentioned that because i'm right in the middle of reading uh eric thomas's you versus you book and he talks about that he, he talks about like we can either be victims and let that mentality dictate our life right and be the poor me or you could face that stuff your adversities and and go okay what have i got to learn about this and like i said i've learned from people like mentors and people that i choose to hang around i remember the first time i heard that max life happens for you not to you right and i was like you know in the beginning i was like what what are you talking about like i'm getting hit with all kinds of stuff and how do you mean it's not happening to me it's happening right now and then i got it it clicked so right and and this like i'm telling you on it this is what's brought me to having amazing guests like sean on the show right if i let hap uh, life happen to me i probably wouldn't be on this podcast or have a podcast so you know, it's the way you frame it. Exactly. And, you know, as a substance abuse counselor, I have to take clients through their challenges and help them reframe the way they look at it. Because a lot of the time it is about, you know, what they did in the past, what they're feeling guilty or shameful over, or they're not good enough. Right. So I have to help them reframe how they look at themselves, 100%. which is, a, you know, a difficult at times. But when you see the light go on, just like when you see some, one of your clients, just the light goes on and you just look and they've done everything you've taught them and you're just going like that's like worth more than money to me you know what i mean when you just see someone that follows your direction does the work and then comes and hugs you later and says hey sean thank you for helping me get you know that six pack ab or you know what i mean yeah man and there's the opposite of it too it's like the people like you said poor poor old me or whatever and i and I, i'm a huge acronym guy you know i always talk about people who have plum disease you know I, I don't work with clients who have plum disease poor little old me just not gonna happen <laughs> right and, and, and it is all about your bs and i don't say bs everything's i say bullshit no i'm talking about your belief system like you have to like it's all about the the framework and the belief system that you have internally and i mean there's plenty of examples scientifically um you know evidence-based examples especially in the weight loss industry about your belief system and and how it affects your actual results from any plan that you follow and right. i've i've found it over and over again that clients that go into something having doubt or needing to know uh, i call them knowers versus doers right they need to know everything before they do Right. Um, those are the people that have the, well, it's not working. Well, you have the wrong belief system. Like, and so whether you believe, you know, Henry Ford's old cliche or whatever, but whether you believe it or you don't, you're going to be right ultimately. So, right. But that's such a true cliche, right? It's a yeah. true statement because if you believe it, it's going to work. If you don't, it's not going to work. Right. It, right. I, I believe in like the law of attraction, right. And all the laws that go with it, not just the secret stuff, but the ones that you have to put work into, right. Where, I believe like yourself that if I believe that I can do something, then I'm going to do it and I'm going to find a way to do it. Even if I don't have the help at the, you know, at that moment, because my mind is going to go looking for it. Right. And it's going to bring in the people that need to support me so I can accomplish. If that makes sense, a certain goal. 100%, right. And it's called faith. Right. You know, it's there you go. Believing <laughs> what you can't see, man. It's just having faith in the process. Right. And that's 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 half the battle, dude. So exactly. Right. And you like you said, the ones that are the naysayers that don't have faith and, and, you know, and then they're always complaining and bitching about the guy that's successful. But they're over here sitting on the couch, you know, eating a bowl of ice cream or, or not doing the work. 
And you right. just kind of look at them and go, it's like the people who can't stay sober in my field, right? They're not, they don't have, it takes a while, but when they don't have that belief system, it just seems like the cycle goes over and over and again. And, and that's why I've been so passionate like you to, I've been in this field for almost 15 years and I'm not about to give up. Right. Because I always that one person that just keeps you going. Cause they, they heard you, they listened, and then they applied what you taught them. And, and in your, in your experience, right, Sean, if, if you apply, like if you taught me, Max, I need you to do this, this, and this, and then I apply it, I'm going to get the results that I want. Correct. Guaranteed. Right. But if I don't, <laughs> then I'm still going to be the guy with the, you know, the yep. pooch belly and going, Sean, it don't work. And you're going to be going max, max, max. Right. So what are your challenges that you've come across with, with your work and what you do with executives and stuff like that um, in getting them moving in the right direction? Cause I'm sure you get some pushback, right. When they, you know, like, cause look at me, I'm a successful business owner. I, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, the ego is there for sure. And I always say ego stands for edging God out. Um, Are you sure you're not a 12-stepper? <laughs> I'm not. That's a big, that's a big, uh, that's a big thing in the rooms I've heard when I got yeah, yeah. sober. Yeah, you're edging yeah. God out, Max. Edging God out, ego, yeah. Uh, and and that is the, and, uh, you know, this goes back to, again, the wrong belief system. A lot of these guys, you know, as I traveled over the last decade dealing with these gentlemen, because they do make a lot of money, there's an ego there. Um, and so the first thing when they ask me, you know, dude, what's your secret? I'm like, the first question back, I say, just being like Jesus, respond with a question. Are you coachable? Because if I'm going to respond and I'm going to give you my heartfelt advice, I need you to let down your guard and your ego because I got a six pack and you don't. If we want to talk about your badass business stuff, then I'm going to listen to you and be coachable. But are you coachable? So that's the first thing I ask people, right? So that's that's the first prerequisite for me is you have to be coachable and you have to let go of a lot of your false beliefs. The belief system is, is messed up. Number one, oh, I'm a special flake. Like, you know what I mean? I'm special. Like, I'm different. No, you're not. You know, number no. So your problems are the same as everybody else. They're just disguised differently and dressed differently. Um, that's it. They're always the same. Um, so with that, you know, being coachable, letting go of your old beliefs, because uh, what I've found, Max, is that a lot of these guys are investing all their time and energy into the wrong stuff that doesn't change their body, right? It doesn't change the way that you look. Now, we could talk about the vanity versus the health aspect, but the end of the line, end of the bottom line is this. You look in the mirror, you see abs. That's the bullseye of your body in life, okay? That carries over like a faucet of discipline into everything else that you do. It will show up on your blood work. You will be the healthiest person that you've ever been in your life when you see those apps. And so people will talk about vanity, 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 but it's not really about vanity because at the end of the day, if you see abs, you see the healthiest version of you. Right. Um, so letting go of a lot of false beliefs. Like most guys don't know that low carb diets are making them more fat and feminine because they're just destroying their body's ability to have insulin sensitivity, produce testosterone the right way, have proper leptin and thyroid hormones. And this is why I focus on hormones instead of just dieting. You know, I do not diet. I don't believe in dieting. What's the first three letters when you drop the T? Yeah, die. Right. <laughs> and, you know, so my philosophy with my core uh, 
avatar and who I'm dealing with at this point is a six percenter. Like I want six percenters because research shows 94% of all dieters gain all or more of their weight back within a six month to a five year period afterwards. And the longer that weight regain happens, the more likely they are to be more heavier than when they started the diet. So diets themselves are a recipe for failure and they do not work. And I think UCLA did an analysis of over 31 meta-analysis. So these are meta-analysis of meta-analysis, right? And right. like long-term studies on dieting and 94% of the people gain all or more of their weight back. So stop being a 94%er and start being a 6%er. And, and so redirecting their time and energy into things that actually change the way that their body works. And so the way that I do this is through my hormone reset framework. So we talk about just simple stuff, like the way that you time your meals, the way that you you pair your meals or combine your meals together. And then literally strategic carb timing, like high carb cheat meals and carb loading at the right times. And so most people don't realize this, but if you look at multiple studies of a low carb diet versus a high carb diet, if calories and protein are created equal, the results are exactly the same. Blood sugar, blood pressure, cholesterol, weight loss are exactly the same. So saying that carbs are responsible for obesity is a completely blanket, misleading statement. The research does not bear it out. We can look at the blue zones across the globe. These are the um, areas of the world, the cultures that live to 100 years old. Almost half those cultures consume 50 to 70% carbs, right? right? Okay. We can look at Chris Voigt. He's a guy who ate nothing but 20 potatoes a day for 60 days in a row, lost 31 pounds. His cholesterol and his blood pressure and his blood sugar levels were incredible. He ate nothing but potatoes, 20 potatoes a day Dang. for 60 days in a row. So this turns all this carbs make you fat on its head. Now, with that being said, carbs in a box, sugar, a little bit different story, right? So for right. me, it's all about the strategy. So going back to the reason, you know, that I target these guys is because they're already trying to diet. They're already following their girlfriend's keto or carnivore or paleo diet, but none of that stuff is sustainable. So for me, at the end of the day, I'm all about creating a lifestyle through my carb cycling philosophy that really just optimizes hormones. Now you don't have to have a funeral for your social life, right? Still go have fun. You can still eat your carbs. If you want dessert and booze and cheap food, you can have it. You just have to follow a strategy. And my wife will tell people all the time, like, man, this guy must never eat anything bad because I, I stay lean year round. And she's like, are you kidding me? I watch all the stuff he eats. And it's because 85% of the time I'm following the right strategy. So it comes back to the best diet pill any person can take in this world is consistency, not perfection. Because there's no such thing as being perfect on a fitness plan or any type of plan in any area of life. Right. If you just focus on consistency, because you're going to get punched in the face. You're going to fall down, right? You're going to get kicked. It's like, are you going to get back up and keep going? You know, most people use that as an issue. Well, it's not the right time. Well, I'm going on vacation. Well, I'm traveling. Well, it's the holidays. Well, it's summer. Well, you know, you know, it's always an excuse. Dude, the perfect time is always now. That's, you know, and, and, you know. If you have a bad day, who cares? I don't want to hear your bullshit excuses. Wake up the next day and start over and take that same pill called consistency, not perfection. So there's my rant about my philosophy. But I love it, though. You're right. That's what's kept me. Well, first, I got to tell you, I had back surgery three years ago, right? So I didn't let it stop me. I got. Actually, they were like 
<laughs> you know what the, the the physical therapist or the doctor or whoever it was at Cape said you got to walk because we're just going to go over here. But I ended up walking around the whole, you know, the inside of the, the you know, not just to the signing back. And they asked me how old you were. And I said, I was, I was what, 53 at the time or 50, 53. And they said, well, most guys your age don't even want to do that. They don't even want to walk. That's good. Like, and I said, well, here's the thing. I'm not going to be one of those guys, right? Because you talked about it. it's the mindset, right? I was already telling myself I was going to heal. Well, it atrophied. So I've had those setbacks. I got an atrophied left calf because of the back, right? When it was before the surgery, couldn't feel anything. It would go numb from the waist down. I had a right shoulder surgery. Um, they nicked a nerve. I don't have a right shoulder. All the muscles gone. It's atrophied, right? So I could have used those excuses, as you know, and, and you probably had people that you've worked with that have less than that go, I can't do it, Sean. I, I don't think I could do it, right? I don't want to be that guy, right? Yeah. So I'm glad you came here because now I know there's things I can follow that are going to help me get to where I want to go, right? Because I'm always trying to learn to be better, right? So like those adversities you went through led you to this. I believe you're correct too, because my wife is struggling and she's trying to find out about her hormones and you know why she's working off. She's not following a strict diet, but we don't eat like junk, right? We're not going to McDonald's every day, but she's still having... So she's going to go see an endocrinologist and maybe you and I, after the show could talk about what she could do, but, um, and myself, but so working through that, right. And mindset, I believe you 100%, right. You are what you think you are. You're going to do, if your mind is in the right place, you're, nothing can stop you. Right. Especially yeah. if you have that faith, right. I always believe I've got God on my side. So whatever I put my mind to, he I know he's going to support me. Yeah, I might trip and fall. I might get, as you said, punched in the face, right? I might get that gut check once in a while, but it always boils down to my mindset and in my faith and how, how much do I truly believe that I'm going to succeed, right? Or overcome this challenge I'm going through. So how do you, like, how did you do that with your wife, right? Going through all that stuff. And then meeting these guys that have big egos, how do you, how do you overcome their like their pushback all the time? Because I'm sure you get it all the time, Sean. Well, I think the key the key is is like, listen, man, you know, you you have I call it the bigger pile theory. Okay, it, would you go to a dentist if he smiled and had big black rotten teeth? Probably not. Right. And would you give your van to Chris Farley living in a van down by the river? Would you give your money to that guy and invest your money with that guy? Probably no. not. All right. So, you know, you have to like for me, when I'm coaching these guys, like, listen, you like, I know you pride yourself on knowing your shit, but when it comes to fitness, you don't know anything. I know. I know it's, it, this is my world and this is what I'm good at. And this isn't an ego thing. This right. is just my spiritual gift. It's my unique ability. It's what I miss my superpower. Right. And so, um, you know, that's why the first question is, are you coachable? Because if you're not, then the conversation's over. Right. It's that simple. Like, it's just a, it's a vetting process at that. So right. that's the number one way to deal with the ego is to let them know that they need to let the ego down. Um, I, I think honestly, though, I, I think that, uh, you know, the ones that are coachable um, at the end of the day, it's just like any, you know, they've gotten to where they are with their business success um, because they've been coachable in other areas. They've had to be right. You know, you know, absolutely. You know, 
know? So, um, so it's just reminding them and carrying it over into the fitness world more than anything. It's the bigger pile theory. It's just like, you know, I've walked my talk for 20 years now. Um, and you know, are you going to go listen to some young punk fitness influencer who wants to take the next peptide or put you on TRT or, or you want to make a lifestyle change? So at the end of the day, that's really what I'm about. I'm about, you know, changing the core identity of who you are. Um, and, and making a lifestyle change. And that's why I don't diet. I don't believe in diets. Um, and that's why I use the hormone resetting philosophy. You don't have to count calories. You don't have to count macros. It just makes it like, like what is the best diet you can follow? One that you can adhere to. Right. Sustainability is everything. Without And, and, that, and, and that should be said for everything. Yeah, you're right. I, I couldn't agree more. Man, this has been awesome so far, Sean. Thank you so much. You know, you've, I, I'm... My audience is probably going, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, cool. I like that. Um, now I, I get so. to, you know what I mean? I, you've been providing so much value so far. Like I'm just sitting here trying to take it in and go, you know, in my head, I'm going, that's where I went wrong. Like I like Sean because he's, he's, you know, you're to the point and I think you're right. It's within, with anything. If you're coachable, you can learn it. If you're not, it's going to be a uphill battle, struggle, whatever you want to call it. Right. And that brings me to some of the questions I like to ask, right? I wrote a book from my, which is from my, my journey from addiction to recovery, right? And part of the title of my book, Fearless. So I like to ask my guests, right? What does, and you've been through some stuff. So I want to hear from you. What does fearless mean to you, Sean? And how does that show up in your life on a daily basis? Um, I think fearless means more than anything, um, honestly, Fearless means uh, being loving in every situation because love banishes fear. So in any situation that you're in, um, I love the Victor, Victor Frankl quote, I think it is, between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space is your opportunity to choose your response. In that decision lies your growth and freedom. Yep. So if you choose love in every situation as much as you can, Dan, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm like, I'm guilty. You know, I don't like, there's no doubt about it. Right. Like I've been nicknamed the renegade because I'll go off on people before I like get discernment and like show love. Right. But so <laughs> I think like having love in every situation and, and that includes self-love. Right. Absolutely. Right? Right. So, uh, um, and I think that if you want to tie that in, you can, it's almost like a synonym and that is forgiveness, like forgiving yourself and forgiving others and not holding resentment. So to me, live, that's how you can live fearless is like, because if you have love and you don't have resentment in your heart and you have grace for others and you have forgiveness for yourself, then now, um, that banishes all your fear. Right. Well, there's a reason there's that saying, right? Love conquers all. Right. Right. Yeah. Awesome. I love that answer. That's just, you hear that audience? Um, my next question I like to ask is happiness. And if you can see, I put a Y in it for a reason. See if you could figure it out. But knowing I put that Y in there, Sean, what is happiness to you? And how does that show up in your life every day? That's a great question. I think happiness is the pursuit of a worthy ideal. You know, so whether that's, um, you know, the five F's like pursuing the worthy ideal in all five of those F's. Um, to me, that's that's what creates happiness. And honestly, like if we're really going to talk about true happiness, I don't think you're supposed to have it here. 
Like, I don't think we're designed to completely have 100% happiness. I'm not saying it's not okay to be happy. We shall be happy. But I'm just saying like 100% happiness is just isn't possible on this earth. If it was, we wouldn't have a reason to keep growing. Right. That's a good answer. I love it. I love it. Well, you make me think now, right? Like he's right. Cause are we truly happy every moment of our life? No, there's things that yeah. pop up where you just, you know, we drop a couple of F-bombs because it didn't go our way, right? And we're like, oh. Yeah, I'm a Christian and I drop them left and right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I love that answer. I love it. So, Sean, if, if people want to reach out to you or work with you, where can they find you? Uh, the best place is just go to therippedgrandpa.com. Um, and then the handles for social are the same thing. So, Instagram is the ripped grandpa. YouTube is the ripped grandpa. Um, and then the brand on uh, the fan page, the Facebook fan page is a little bit different. The company name is called get lean after 40. Okay. Awesome, man. This has been amazing an amazing episode. Thank you again, Sean, so much for, for joining me today and, and providing my audience with insight into your life and your journey and, and providing us with some amazing value. I totally appreciate it. But you're not quite off the hook just yet. There is one last question I ask all my guests. Excuse me, I can't speak today. All my guests. And that goes, what is one piece of advice you would give my audience, Sean, that will help them grow as human beings and become better people? I would say learning how to control your self-talk. Because you have to be careful what you think and say. Yourself is always listening 24-7. And so the conversations that you have with yourself, that's your reality. That's the world you manifest. Uh, that's who you are. It's who you become because nobody else sees that but you. So it all starts with your thought life. Awesome. I couldn't agree more, right? It's, it's amazing the things that happen when we talk to ourselves in a better way or the opposite when we're not so good to ourselves. We seem to manifest that just as quickly. You know what I mean? So thank you for that. I appreciate that. Yep. It's been amazing. Like I said, thank you, Sean. Dude, you heard. Love, thanks for having me on, dude. It was an amazing conversation. I loved it. Oh, we could probably, I'll probably bring you back. As, um, yeah, we can talk just, more strategies next time. Like we're talking a lot of philosophies right now, right? So we can talk more about my strategies. We can talk about the meal timing and maybe more of the strategies where we can get people like they can walk away and just like implement some of my strategies that I share with my hormone reset. Absolutely. Right. And that's what I do want to bring you back for. Right. Because my first I, I always like to get to know, right, your your backstory, what brought you to where you are today. And, and I like, like to show my audience the things you've overcome to become successful like you are today. Right. Facts tell, story sell. Right. And I definitely want <laughs> you to bring you back so you can share that strategy with my audience uh, on how to be healthier and you know, talk about diets that don't work and how your hormone reset all. I will definitely bring you back. Absolutely. 100% because I'm, you know, you piqued my interest and I, I really want to get to uh, know it better and know you better and what better way than bring you back later on. So I would love that. Um, so you heard him, everybody. If Sean made you think, if he taught you something, if you learned something, he made you laugh. If he made you do like I always say, go, Hmm. Please go to iTunes and leave a five-star review so everybody can find the podcast uh, and get to learn from them. Yeah, and we'll bring them back, everybody. But again, Sean, thank you so much for being here. 
And until next time, everybody, good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, wherever you are in this world. This is Max, and we'll see you again. Are you tired of being weighed down by life's traumas and struggles? Join the Fearless Happiness Lifestyle and let us guide you toward a brighter future. Explore our past podcast episodes and get a copy of the Fearless Happiness book to ignite your inner strength. If you or someone you love is battling addiction or facing challenges related to unresolved trauma, know that we are here for you. Visit maxnaist.org, M-A-X-N-I-J-S-T dot O-R-G and take the first steps toward finding your fearless happiness. Thank you for listening. This has been a production of Fearless Happiness.